Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they They will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality. So there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. And welcome to the Nightcap. It's Wednesday, 17th of May. Uh, myself and Paul are upstairs at Salt, as always, just having a catch up, chewing the fat over things going on in life and in the industry. And it's really hard to concentrate right now because the smell in here. <laughs> Whoa, this is what's going on over there. Just mate? some stock. Yeah, yeah, Jack's just got some beef stock on. It's, it's just a lovely aroma, isn't it? It's such Warm a simple in. smell. It's a bit yeah. of a, you know, the equivalent of, uh, you know, when you start cooking a meal. And like your partner will go, God, it smells great in here. It's like just onions. Yeah. And it, it generally is just something quite simple, but it's enough to get everyone like, oh, what's that? What's that? Yeah, it's that. Especially and, most things like that, they start with onion, garlic. Yeah. And just sweating off. And it's like, oh, I'm Already you're in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't care what you're making, but I just smell onions and it smells amazing. Uh, anyway, how th- how's things, mate? I know you're you're head you're sort of buried at the moment. You're in your Italia shirt because you've been taking footballs f- football photos. Yeah, I just put it on. To Did be honest, you? it was just like oh, coincidence. Yeah, yeah, and I actually <laughs> I went this morning. I dropped the kids off, and there's a nice little Italian deli in um, Kenilworth. Yeah, and I needed some bits for got a book shoot on Friday, mm-hmm. so I need, they do this amazing Napoli sausage. I'm doing a dish with Great. with some polenta, and then I wanted some good quality mortadella as well. Mm-hmm. And I walked, as I was walking down, and they're all Italian that, that work there and own it. And I walked in. Classic. You're like their number on. one fan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she started speaking to me in Italian. They were closed. She started speaking to me in Italian. Oh, and I was like, no, I'm English, Sorry. mate. <laughs> English, buddy. English, buddy. Yeah. English, oh. what? What give you this idea? <laughs> My olive skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, things ramping up for Farm Africa potentially yes. some potentially some spots left but yeah not. there are a few yeah. and there's i've been speaking to quite a few people who are like yeah i'm gonna sign up and they've all got the link so i will be calling you out soon if you haven't Great. signed up yet because you're gonna lose your space yeah fair. yeah basically so, so remind us of the dates again uh so 11th of june in birmingham yeah and there's a few spaces left and then 30th of july in london excellent yeah. great all stuff good cause great day out etc etc listen to last week's pod if you want to find out more about it because we went to, to town on that exactly. one uh got quite a bit to cover today we're going to be talking uh, about my top five meals ever uh we've got a little bit of correspondence i also found another regional dish which I wanted oh, to you? run past you, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, which I wasn't familiar with. It's not groundbreaking, but it's got a bit of a twist on it, so we'll see how you feel about that. But I wanted to talk briefly about job vacancies because there was a, a big article in the staff, uh, sorry, in the caterer this week that um, 
was detailing sort of evidence of things getting better, but not still great in terms of job vacancies in the hospitality industry. Apparently, it's fallen by 37,000 over the past year in terms of availability. So there's there's positions that have been filled, but it's still nearly 50% worse than it was pre-pandemic levels okay. in terms so, of... So does that mean there's 37,000 less jobs out there? Yeah. Yeah, oh. but there was 132,000 that needed filling from April last year. Fuck. So there's still thousands of jobs out yeah, there that need, there are. need I filling. suppose you could, without looking at the, the, the data, you could digest that those statistics how you want it. Mm. Like, could there be a huge number of places that closed down or big businesses that... Yeah, exactly. So the job isn't available anymore. Anymore or, because it's yeah. been taken off the market. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, if it, if it is getting better, then, I mean, hopefully that it is, but anecdotally mm. it's hard to say it is yeah absolutely good point I've, we've 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 talked about it quite a bit and maybe we're going around in circles but it's so hard to pinpoint one specific thing because it's loads of things it's the pandemic's mm. influence it's just the modern world it's the benefits it's brexit there's so many yeah. layers to it there's no one thing that has no, done this not, sort of thing this is a direct result just, of this it's I almost think like the I stars still... are lining in the wrong way for this to have happened exactly it was tough before yeah like it's easy yeah. to forget that it's it's always been tough mm. really like yeah you used to get more cvs and things um but i think like personally the biggest like factor is brexit that's made the biggest difference over the past few years really? much bigger than covid Really? I'm not really. Sh- I'm, I don't know the ins and outs of all that no. too much in terms of how it's impacted people. But has that did that literally make people need to go home? Like yeah, were, um, I, th- I don't know if it was just the need to, or it was like people decided to as well. Yeah, um, just because of a feeling of not feeling wanted or something, or cost or what, what. Yeah, again, like an economist would know better than me. Yeah. But like when you see how um, London was affected, you know. Just very soon after, once it was all made official, not mm. not 2016, like when it all started actually going through, like always relied on a lot of Eastern Europeans in yeah. our industry, in London in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you see those numbers dropping, that's when yeah. you can think a bit more accurately that Brexit was the cause. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, when I was speaking, when I was at the uh, the catering show at Excel. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing that thing on stage with Monica and yeah. the most animated, uh, Monica Galetti, obviously, the most animated she got was when we were talking about staffing. Mm. And one thing that she sort of brought up that I hadn't really appreciated before is that with places that say have a star or, you know, have, uh, ambitious menus, complex menus, lack of staff is a potential compromise to doing these things at an elite level. There might be other places like a pub or like a whatever where it's a bit of a plug and play. If we could just find yeah. someone that's got a base knowledge of this, we can just whack them in there and we can still deliver this menu. Yeah. But elite places, it's actually massive because it's like it's like a football team like losing their best winger. You can't just go and get or get someone from the under 18. Yeah. You've got to go and Yeah, and we'll play the same way. Yeah. No, yeah. you've got to so it's a, that, that that's something I never really appreciated like replacing people like for like and then maintaining a standard that's so high because there's still an expectation from the guest regardless they don't know the ins and outs of your business yeah they don't care really do they well not they don't care but they just want to they want it to taste great and they don't mind how it gets to them they just so i mean there's a number of things you can do um but then it gets to a point where there's there's very little pivoting you can do so you know back in the day when menus were much bigger yeah um, you had more staff to to handle that and more Mm -hmm. skills You've just got to be more realistic and streamline your business. It's a big part of the reason. There's a few reasons why so many 
places like ourselves have gone taste and menu focused mm. there is, there's obviously the wastage and high food costs as well yeah, so yeah, it yeah. allows us to not put every cost on the customer and still be give it good value um but the the other thing is well it's skills and we can achieve that standard mm-hmm. uh, it, with that format and that formula really yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about AI and especially in the hospitality industry and weirdly you just showed me a video before we start recording <laughs> about uh, basically a robot waiter. Um, I saw one of these at that same hospitality show at Excel. Oh yes. Yeah. It was it was crazy and it was turning heads because it, it looked like something out of Star Wars <laughs> but it is so novelty to me that it, I can't fathom that that could ever replace a person or solve a problem of staffing issues. Is Is it ever possible that we I, could have I mean, a full set of uh, some robot people waiters. might call me a dinosaur but <laughs> i don't think it is no. practically possible yeah like there's so many factors like why do we go out yeah like to engage with the people we're with but yeah, yeah, yeah. we enjoy engaging with actual people and the staff yeah. and we all spend so much time on media, uh, social media, on our computers, on our phones, with all of this sort of technology and facelifts. And communi- how we communicate now is it's WhatsApp, it's email, it's there's, the, you know, even you know, Zooms and things like that. Mm. There's, yeah. We have less and less interaction like face to face yeah yeah even you know like years ago people used to moan about tv dinners and things and, yeah yeah sure but now it's like you see so many families out eating with a screen which i, I hate oh, and i won't an allow it in front of the kids to shut them up yeah, yeah, yeah just won't 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 have it so why do we have to go to another level whether mm. this waiter or waitress who is you know another form of interaction yeah it's just removed and then you've got the cost of it. I don't know what they cost, but they're going to be expensive. Must, right now, it must be. It must be the equivalent of, yeah, like electric cars. It's like on paper, amazing. It's, fu- you know, it's eco-friendly, it's future-proof, but the cost is... is yeah, and like, is it going to come down enough that you need them? You're still going to need people to manage them, and it's yeah. still going to be, you yeah. know, mistakes and issues happen. Or people nicking dinner off a... Yeah, it wasn't for their table. Or, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, comes, this is the wrong dish. What oh, what yeah. do you do? Who are you telling? <laughs> the one person who's running around controlling all these fucking robots. Yeah, that's so true. It's, you know. Oh God. And, and, you know, is it... I just, I don't like it. No. I don't like it. And I don't think it'll work, especially in restaurants like us. I mean, like we've said before on this podcast, actually, we've got a flagstone floor, they've got no chance. Yeah, they, yeah. They'd be up and down. Like by the time the soup gets there, there'll be nothing left in the bottom. Exactly. You know I mean? And there's a step into. <laughs> yeah. But like, in, in all serious, no, like, yeah, we're, we're like that, but so many places are not physically suitable for that. Like yeah. steps and it's an tight corners problem. and. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so many restaurants, pubs have higgledy piggledy areas and everywhere is different. It's not all perfectly flat, you know, flooring and it's yeah. impractical. And that, that video I showed you, that was like the place. I won't say where it was, but it's a very big brand of pubs. Maybe they're doing the marketing. Yeah. Really shit quality food in yeah. general and like low end. They had one and it had like what, three or four plates of food on it. And, and someone's following it, filming it. And it, Again, it's like, can, can that get there faster? Because yeah. it moves pretty slow. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you could get the technologies moving faster, but then you're going to ruin the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, Is it going to go cold? And then, yeah, just, oh, but just why do those sort of places need it? Mm. Like, yeah, is that yeah, going to save them? Maybe it's a bit more, maybe it's, it's more accepted that there's a novelty. Because it's like, if I was to say at a theme park... Mm. And there was, I was at like a novelty cafe that only served, but and then a robot, like I would 
It's like, yeah, of course it's yeah. a fucking robot. Do you know what I mean? Like, but if I came to a Michelin star restaurant, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, you'd be fuming. Yeah, I'd be livid. Because uh, the, the video I was trying to find you was a, one a good customer had taken of that robot at that same place. Yeah. Uh, it was Marie that had shown me it. And <laughs> it, this one was clearing and it was so full of crap. It was clearing? Yeah. It How was, was it clearing? Well, Did it, the guests put empty... Well, that's what must be happening because they can't pick it up. But so it had loads of plates all piled up on it and they were all jiggling. Oh, Unless guests have just been like, ah, fucking have thing, that. If they don't stack them right and then that robot yeah, turns a corner and it just goes all like, yeah. oh, fucking hell. You know, no. And it's another thing of like, oh, I'm going to do the job for you. Like, you don't, yeah. I hate, I've told you I hate going into places, QR, go through the order. Yeah, yeah. And then do you... Uh, how much tip do you want to give? So I've done your fucking job. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't received and anything I haven't had left. anything yet. Zero tip. It's like, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a standing ovation before the show starts. And now you want me to clear it. Yeah, ridiculous. You know, if I'm in like a fast food place, I'll always, you know, clear up, make sure the kids do, yeah. we'll clear our table, yeah, dispose of it. Yeah, that's different. Different. But if I'm in a restaurant or a, a pub where it's table service. It's part of the experience. You want me to do the order and clear it? Fucking you want to wash up? Yeah, exactly. Where does it stop? Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, I suppose I was trying to think of like the, the closest things that are actually happening in terms of technology is I suppose would like a, in this country, would like a Yo Sushi chain restaurant. Mm. Would they say that they save on one or two members of staff by having the conveyor belt going around? Yeah, potentially. And if they, you know, that works, that's their thing. It's a yeah. novelty and it's big in Japan, yeah, that, course, isn't it? They've yeah. taken that model straight out of there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they, they must save on their staff costs. And you know, I understand why businesses look at it. Our biggest cost is our staff in this industry. It's, yeah, you know, by that, yeah. far. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they want to try and shave it and increase mm-hmm. their st- uh, reduce their staff percentage. But yeah, Yo Sushi must yeah must save them loads. Lastly, not everyone can afford to do this, but it, I think it does, in, especially at really nice places. I think it it enhances. For me, it, it enhances the experience where there's maybe a dish on menu or something that a member of the team in the kitchen brings out yeah which isn't necessarily just a solution to saving costs on staff but i can see that's crept in more and more into a modern day way of because it's an experience-led decision i think yeah um but that could be i mean it might be a means to an end is that something that could be happening more if people are yeah struggling and, with the waiting some of, staff some of you know my friends decided to do it because of that because oh, really? they were struggling to get staff or good staff um and then they'd have a smaller restaurant team that were focused on you know checking the dining room keeping an eye on the dining room yeah and um you know the wines and things like that and you know, keeping all that side sorted which you know it works well yeah. some places it, it doesn't know because no, no. some chefs just they're out the back for a reason yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, some of them would be mortified they'd hate the idea yeah. of having to talk to the you know, which is understandable because you know perhaps when they got into the industry that wasn't a part of why they got into it in no, the first yeah, place exactly maybe it's different for a different generation of chef that you know started out on tiktok and loved the likes and loved the attention i don't know yeah. but different world it is um okay i wanted to oh i found so we were talking about the god cake last week oh okay um i'm yeah. encouraging people to if they can or want to I make sent, their own. I sent and, it to Glenn. Yeah. I sent oh, yeah. all the info and he's like, he's going to get one of his chefs on it for his Great. Of, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see what turns out. I was doing a bit more research and there is something called a Warwickshire scone. Oh, scone. Okay. Are you a scone or a scone? What's the... I've always said scone, but yeah. people think um, that's, is that posh? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, it's just in commentary, scone. that's what I've always said. Fair. Scone sounded weird to me. Yeah, I don't have a, I, I hate it when people get so opinionated about either or. It's like, yeah. the other one for me, in ter- 
it just happens to be scone related is the whole Devon or Cornwall cream or jam for, like yeah. but, but people get so how can you de- like oh, fucking just, turn it upside down then yeah I'm like, just what eating are you it. Doing? What is it that's why I like there's quite a few a lot on Instagram or Facebook sometimes because I've got friends and chefs in both yeah. areas yeah, yeah. like if I'm ever having a scone <laughs> I'll do one one way and one the other <laughs> Can I eat them both? How does it does it affect the quantity of which one you of what you put on? Well, I maybe? tend to always do jam first, but I ain't bothered. Nah. I genuinely ain't bothered. Whatever. Yeah. The, the, but how? it depends like the reason I've done that is if the jam's really thick, that, that ain't gonna spread on top of clotted cream. That's so that was point. a practicality. But if it's loose jam, it don't matter. Yeah, that's really true. So ah, uh, your decision should be based on the looseness of the jam. Yeah, the Regardless viscosity. Of the fucking county. The viscosity of the yeah, jam. Love that. Yeah, but some like in is it Devon? They do they do the clotted cream first and like because that's like the butter. Mm. Oh, bore off. Yeah, bore off. Um, <laughs> this sounds like a like a normal sort of scone recipe. So the ingredients simply being self raising flour, baking powder, salt, butter. Uh, is that it? Oh, milk. Yeah, that sound roughly. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. standard. The difference being that supposedly you serve these Warwickshire scones with butter and honey. Oh, okay. Which sounds like I mean, it could be nice. delicious. I've had it yeah. like that before just because it's Apparently nice, that was yeah. something that originated in Warwickshire. I never knew that. Uh-huh. So that could be a potential... Okay. Yeah, Don't something to go for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other dishes from local places that are maybe weird and wonderful or unheard of, please send them to us at the nightcap underscore pod. Um, shall we do top five? Yeah, yes, I'm feel, looking forward to it. This is going to be a this. meaty one, and I feel like a wanker. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> you, you suddenly start reminiscing about all the wonderful places. It just makes you sound like it's a twat. Fine, just have it. this safe space to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Romanticize. Okay. You know, and, and full transparency, what was really hard, as I get my ridiculously large document up, uh, was I had a very clear number one. Yeah. Without even trying to think about it. Okay. But then afterwards, it's it's really hard because you're leaving some lovely Like, imagine place. if I asked you probably next year. Yeah. Like, number one might be the same, but the others might change a exactly bit. Exactly so how you're feeling. And, like, it sounds mental, but I've got a couple of, like, two Michelin star places, not even in the top five here. Yeah. Which is, that's how it sounds, it sounds like a wanker, but... Well, yeah. Well, I, I asked this question to, in my book, didn't I, to a lot of mm. chefs, and you know, Daniel Clifford's wasn't a restaurant. Yeah. It was, like, a meal he'd cooked and the people he was with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. So, okay, let's do this. Um... Uh, I'll do honourable mentions as we do, but this is my top five best meals of my life. Honourable mentions that are not on there. Midsummer House. Yeah. It's only a, it's a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Do you know what? It almost felt too recent that I couldn't put it in. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean by that? It's yeah. just like oh, recency bias. Like it was yeah. incredible, obviously. But um, and also maybe the, even though it was like a massive dinner, we were there for hours. It wasn't a dinner. It was like a lunch. Yeah. So the restauranty going out experience. It felt like I could say this. These are all dinners. Mm. All yeah. five of these are like going out for dinner, sort of thing. Um, also, uh, Paul Ainsworth's not on there. Uh, nowhere I went in Rome, even though we didn't have a single bad meal when we were out there. Yeah. Uh, Sy twenty three Driftwood when we when it first opened, it oh, blew yeah. our minds. Loved it there. Oh uh, yeah, when Chris was there. Yeah. 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 All of them, not there. Nice. Okay. Embarrassing. Cool. Okay, so number five. <clears throat> I've got a specific place written down, but really it was the entire trip. There was a place called Capotium, which was in Old Town in Phuket. Okay. So it was a little traditional Thai restaurant that Hay and I went to on our honeymoon. Yeah. Um, Old Town being one of the 
prettiest but most authentic parts yeah. of, of Phuket. And um, it wasn't like it was low expectations, but it was like a little bit of research, a little bit of Lonely Planet, a little bit of, oh, this is just a local place that does like pad site, your traditional things, but yeah. it just looks good. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, the whole trip, I spoke about it when on, our, on this podcast earlier in the year, but the whole trip was incredible because Thailand, like a lot of places in that area of the world, you just cannot find, it's hard to find bad food yeah. because even the cheapest places are so humble and down to earth and, you know, from... And it's not full of change knocking, change yep. knocking crap out. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But this was just like, the, it, I had a pad thai and it was just, it was the, the saltiness, the sourness, the little bit of sweetness, the nuts over the top, the lime. Yeah. And it was just, but it was as much that and, the, and being in that environment because it felt like this is a postcard of where we are. Yeah. Like this is like step into the Lonely Planet book moment of like, wow, this is like, could not be more Thai. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, I know just, exactly um, what you mean. Yeah. And and the value for money as well. I think that always goes against a little bit of, of how you judge everything in life a bit. Because yeah. we're just so, you pay for everything in life pretty much. So mm. when you have things relative to what they are, it's just like I'd have played four times the amount for how good it was. Especially yeah. bearing in mind how cheap Thailand was anyway. Over here, we're very much like you get what you pay for. So anything yeah. cheap is generally yeah. bad, but it's different yeah. over there. Which is sort of sad as well, because that goes into the service too. It's like, yeah. we could always say, oh, they're amazing service. All of the, the, yeah, I was paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Mm. If you go somewhere where you're not paying much and service is shit, you sort of go, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Which is sort of yeah. really sad. Yeah. Whereas in Thailand, you go to a really cheap place and they literally treat you like a king. And yeah. Ah, like, oh, this is nice. And it's not just me because I'm a tourist. It's also this local table next to me and all that. And that was yeah. the other thing. It was full of locals. Oh, great. That was cool. And, and a few people like us, you could see getting a bit geeky with the local. <laughs> like, but it was just, yeah, that was, that was a real moment. And that whole trip, really, I could, I could have put the whole trip in there, but that would have been a cop-out. So I thought I've got to pick a pick specific yeah, restaurant. Fair so that's number five. Number four, and spare your blushes, but it was upstairs here. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, definitely. Wow. Oh, thank you. It was because obviously we've eaten here maybe 10 times or so. Yeah, that probably around loads. that, yeah. But 2021 in the summer, me and Hay and, and at the time, well, Hay was my fiance at the time, but Hayley's family, we came up here for a meal. Yeah, it was eight, Where, eight of you, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. so Hay's uh, brother, uh, sorry, sister and partner, six of us. Oh, was it? it was. Yes, of yeah, course it was, yeah. And then dad and his partner. And um, yeah, it was amazing because it was such a unique thing. Like obviously we're in your restaurant, but like we- Somewhere you've been before, but very different. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's also because it was more than just that. It was like, it was shared with family. It was an exclusive space. Yeah. But it was also because it, it was you and we become good mates. And we, yeah. so it was a different experience because we were all just hanging out, but yeah. we were also having this unbelievable meal. And, <laughs> and it is something that they all especially bring up all the time. Oh, nice. They all talk about specific things like the lamb saddle we had and even the, the Garibaldi biscuit. Yeah. Which was such a... And I think it's things like Garibaldi biscuits and stuff that crop up on Michelin style menus that really stand out because you think of a Garibaldi as like a nostalgic little thing yeah, you had as a kid with a cup with of tea with your nan or whatever. But when you have them in context with this, with other things, you're just like... Your mind feels blown. And those yeah. sorts of things we still talk about now. Oh, so it was cool. just a really unique experience. So that, that had to be in there. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Pleasure. Number three, Sat Baines. 
Yeah. Um, nice. Hay and I went last year for, it was a present from her dad for um, getting married. Yeah. And I mean, obviously I've talked to you, you know it inside out because uh, you worked there for so long, but it's just, it just blew, your, 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 your expectations are so high going into a place that's got two stars, aren't they? Yeah. And I, I don't feel sorry for them, but it must be so hard to maintain a level where you know people's minds are coming in pre-blown. Exactly, yeah. And that is a completely different it's like the opposite of this thailand place like yeah the opposite end of the exactly spectrum. um but it but it still did they they, they, they deliver on everything they yeah. they always have yeah yeah and it's such a unique place as well because of its like little quirky location yeah like sort of in nottingham but not but sort of under a carriageway of a motorway and yeah in between some football fields and a big pylon and yeah. it works it, it does and it could it could easily not but it just feels yeah, when I was there, Sat used to because there was like often burnt out cars there and yeah. there were, you know, gypsies and things down there, and uh-huh. it was wasn't nice in the golf club, and it was a bit rough around mm. part of it in the, the subway. He used to call it a diamond and a turd. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. But, but yeah, maybe there's something quite charming about that because it sort yeah. of gets away with it. But as soon as you get through those gates and That's then you it. walk up and the, you know, just the walk to the doorway, it's like you go in that door and it's like you forget. Yeah. You could be in a lovely country house type thing anywhere. But I, th- I think that's, maybe that's what it is. It's like you enter into a bubble and you're yeah. just transported and it's just, and exactly. it is a little, a little mini world because of all the different rooms. Not a lovely outside area now where we had a drink. There was a smoke, a big smoker out there. Mm. We went into a... A greenhouse for one of the dishes. Oh, yes. We, do, we yeah. had a taco in there off a barbecue, and there's a guy in there who gave us a beer. That's and then we just chat. Yeah, and you, all the you know, micro herbs everywhere. And mm. it's just a, such unique, you know, we had this mushroom fudge candy floss, which wow. blew our minds because we were, even though you know you're in safe hands, you're just like, what? Yeah. mushroom fudge and it's like oh it does taste of mushroom and it is fudgy yeah but it's not just token mushroom and we ate it so quickly that embarrassingly without saying anything they brought us two more yeah uh, and it was uh, the whole the whole thing was just was just bonkers we had also the we had a cheese board and it was only blue cheese which is Hayley and I's favourite oh nice you'd have hated it yeah um, but that was uh, that was special so yeah well there's a lot of blue cheese around that area isn't there so yeah, yeah. oh it was literally like six blue cheeses Ugh. with different crackers it was I'm out <laughs> yep so that's number three number two uh, Ivan Rahman Oh, yes. New you told York. me about that in New York. I never got to go, yeah. but next time I'll go to New oh, York. Man. Similarly to the Thailand thing, it's like that felt like a I'm in a postcard sort of moment in that area of New York. And and because like it might sound shallow, but when we'd seen it on Chef's Table, yeah. arguably the best, one of the best cooking shows that's ever, that's ever existed, I think, yeah. in terms of how it looks, the storytelling, yeah, oh, the people awesome. they get on it. It's just fucking great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you sort of fell in love with his story and if, if no one's seen it it's brilliant this guy he's from New York originally went to Japan became the known in Japan as the best chef of ramen which yeah. seemed mental he's mega. This completely you know white New York like he looked like a stereotypical New Yorker and was but went <laughs> to Japan and became famous for making the best ramen queues around the block he was on TV for it eventually yeah. came back to New York and opened up a ramen place but it's not fancy or you know a Michelin star Just, or it's, it's what it is they deliver on what they do yeah. yeah and it's packed out isn't it oh it is packed yeah. it, if it, it wasn't a criticism because it's ramen and it's like you know you could just go there after work mm. but there is a 
conveyor belty feel to it. Yeah. So it's like, but I want to stay so long because I'm like on holiday and, you know, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, yeah, there's a queue out the door. <laughs> but but that's not a criticism because it's just cool and it's just, and Ram, I was, Raman's been in two of my top fives now, hangover wow. meals. Yeah. But um, it was, the, the I had like a, um, it was like a soft egg pork bowl. Pork, uh, pork belly one. Haley had a, a chicken one with like you know the yolk on the top that when you break it, it goes in and it's like yeah. a, the ramen's gold. It's, it's like bright yellow, oh. but the depth of flavour is just sounds great. You feel afterwards like you feel like you've had medicine and you feel like you don't need to eat for like a week, but in mm. a good content way. Yeah, um, yeah, just so cool. What I also loved is next door, the restaurant next door. The name of the restaurant was next door to Ivan Rama. <laughs> I remember thought, you telling me that. that Brilliant. fucking quality. Yeah, it's like, ever, they're the big name. Let's yeah, just, yeah, just use just it. Use yeah. It. Let's just use it. Brilliant. Uh, so I, I thought that's a mark of a restaurant that's doing something right. The fact that next door is like, we've come up with all these names but we can't beat next door to Ivan Rama. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? Brilliant. So that's number two. Number one. All right, I'm intrigued. Was Osteria Francescana. Oh, nice. In yeah. Modena. Nice. I've never been. I've been outside when I was outside it last year. I walked past. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get a table. Yeah. Because it was last minute. I didn't know. But yeah, yeah carry carry on. Uh, yeah. So Massimo Batura, mm-hmm. three star. And at the time we went, it was number one in the world. Uh-huh, and right. I mean, talk about you know minds blown before you've already gone in. Yeah. I think what helped though is I. It, this was back in 2015 or 16. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been to loads of places at that point in my life. Yeah. And I think that probably helped as well. Like this was, you know, maybe it sounds almost spoiled bratty, but this is maybe like at the time my second or third ever Michelin star place. Yeah. And it just happened to be one of the best in the world. Yeah. But I, so there was elements of not knowing what to expect, despite having watched Chef's Table again. He was episode one, series one. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. So I that remember. was the first thing we'd ever see. And then we were sort of a bit obsessed with him and a bit, mm. and what he'd done. And again, his story. And I think a lot of this, like it sounds corny, but the storytelling behind all these places are the people and how they got to where they got to because that's how those dishes are created yeah yeah they don't just pick up a recipe book and start cooking they have a wealth of things going on in their lives and places they've worked just like you have with Mm. sats and with things you did out in california is you've all got a backstory and all of that means that your menu is unique yeah and uh that, and his is very unique and it, exactly. like, it's not just like, right, we're going to cook from the area, which obviously they do. Yeah. There's so much storytelling in the yeah, food. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, we, there was, and also, it was because of his love of art, it was a bit of a Darren Brownie, Willy Wonkery thing. Yeah. Like we, so we, we came up to the door and it's that awkward thing of there's no doorbell and there's no one there and the door's shut. Yeah. Do, so you do, just, is it you open da- yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, and you you already you're not nervous, but you're just a little bit like because you're you you're excited, but you're also like I don't know. There's anticipation, but you're also I was quite young at the time. Yeah, so I was like oh I don't know. So you go down this like beautiful little cobbled street in Modena, and it's a fairly unassuming ish door. It on is. A I was kind of like, is it that one? <laughs> I would have walked past it, but I walked the other way, and I saw the chef sort of in the window and yeah. the door. So I was exactly. like, oh, it's here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we walked up to the door, but the door opened, but no one opened it. It just opened. Yeah. And then there was a man stood there in a full, like, 1970s policeman's outfit. What? <laughs> you think you a strip club? Well, I didn't know what was going on. So I sort of said, oh, hi. And then Hayley looked at it, and then we were like, that's a mannequin. Oh. So then the door shut behind, and it was just, we just stood there with this policeman that wasn't, it was a mannequin. <laughs> 
And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this, is, this is mad. Yeah. We were looking around, there's like beautiful paintings on the wall, loads of stuff. And then someone came and greeted us. And it was lovely. They took us through. But as we went through to the table, you looked up and you actually do see it on Chef's table. There is um, like a giant pole that's like six, seven foot across, like a big archway mm. as you walk through. And on it are loads of pigeons. Um, they're all obviously not... They're, I don't even know if they are like stuffed pigeons. Oh, okay. I don't know. But there's also, there's loads of bird shit down the wall. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so avant-garde. You're like, it's yeah. like striking. You're like, fuck. Like, no, I didn't know that. It's like, what the Pigeon fuck? shit. shit. Yeah. Like, it's all fake. It's all paint. But yeah. the illusion is like, what? Fucking policeman over there that I thought was real. There's fucking shit down the wall. Like what is going on? Do, do you know what the link or the reason is for that at all? No, just like, no, let's do it. No, it's just art. I just wonder if it tied into anything. Or, no, I don't think Or what so. the message was. I really don't think there was one. I think it, he just, people were- Just do it. Yeah, just, uh, he loves it. There was loads of different pieces of art. Some of it was more traditional looking. Some of it was ma- mental. Yeah. But he was just, anything he loved, he, he just put it up and did it. Fair enough. It's your gas, um, do what you want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then we went, we went through to the, the main restaurant and there was like five tables. Uh, it was really small. Um, and we had this giant menu. We had all the, all the dishes we'd seen on chef's table. Like yeah. the, the, and it was, it was this really romantic thing of like, you know, the corner, the corner of the lasagna was one of them. And obviously uh, it looked yeah. mental, but it was like, again, nostalgic. We've all, regardless of where you've lived, you've had a lasagna. And we know that the crispy bit in the corner is the best bit. And yeah. We had the four stages of Parmigiano. We had the, oops, I dropped the lemon tart, which yeah. was an incredible. Did you have the, the salad that's in the lettuce as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had that one. Then we had one that was called the Big Apple, and that was about his time in New York. Uh-huh. And it was one of the prettiest things, and it came out, and it was in the shape of an apple, and every single piece of fruit or vegetable was like a perfect sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as he, he brought that out, and then he pulled up a chair and sat throughout <laughs> that whole course so he was just chatting he was telling us about the dish about new york and then he was asking us about our life and he was like oh yeah from warwickshire fucking wow and then he brought us out a take on fish and chips oh and wow. it was like a potatoy thing with a bit of fish and then a vin- uh, like a vinegar sorbet and yeah it, it emulated fish and chips he's like you guys will love this you go like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> so it, it really was like a willy wonkery bizarre yeah but just fulfilled every expectation oh wow and um yeah, I'd never... I wish I'd have got a table now. Mate. I was just so last minute when yeah, I, yeah. I was over in Blonia, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I you know, for, for a place like that, I suppose he became so famous for a, a few certain dishes and then Chef's Table catapulted into a new level like, completely. Crazy, yeah. Um, even last night into Milan, AC Milan, the Fox Sports coverage with Jamie Carragher and Thierry Henry. Massimo yeah. Batura was on there last night. Oh, was he? Fucking mental. <laughs> but like, do, you know, does he ever take those dishes? You know, well, look, oops, I dropped the lemon tart. Will that come off? Could he ever take that off his menu? Or, or do you do the thing where you have two menus? You, the traditional yeah, like, famous yeah, one. Yeah, like Fat Duck started to do. Yeah, yeah. It, well, either or, you can't completely. It's like, Mm. Yeah, Rolling Stones have got to play the hits. Yeah, yeah that's no. exactly it. That's great. Yeah, spot on. But yeah, that's number one. So sorry for indulging me, everyone. It was Paul's fault. He gave me that one. No, it's interesting. It was like the stories behind it. I, you yeah, know, I like well, it. Yeah, I, I realise that going through it is as much about that because it's the context, isn't it? And so much. So, you know, yeah. that that has a massive impact on how you think and feel at the time. And that I was I was saying this to I can't remember who the other day, but. We know Michelin, for example, have, have publicly said the stars are awarded based on the food yeah. and the food only, like yeah. black and white. But when I'm even thinking about this list and my time there, you cannot not be influenced by your Gym, environment, and subconsciously your mood. a lot. 
so much so and i don't think i fully appreciated it until i opened here like did a bit but nowhere near enough of you know when you're a chef and you're ambitious and you're so focused on the food Mm. um you can get wrapped up in just the food but it's not the main thing at all and like that was the reason why when i wrote that book i didn't want it to be about um like me or the the food in terms of like the stories sorry that i asked the chefs to do i wanted them the best meal ever and i said it could be a three star it could be a kebab house after you've had a night out it doesn't yeah, yeah, matter yeah. yeah and i was just really interested reading them the things that they'd, they'd chosen and the reasons why like one of them is dan doherty had it was tea and toast when his daughter was born and yeah you know he just remembers it like, tea and toast is 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 nice but you can have it every single day and not appreciate it but at that moment it yeah. tasted amazing it was on a high yeah yeah and so, there was a lot of lot of stuff like that and yeah. um, no I, I i i love that because you know i've been to restaurants before and not had a great time but there's nothing wrong with the food but then i realize i've i've been late maybe yeah. rushing to get there and then I'm, I need to be out by a certain times so you're constantly watching your watch yeah. so there's a so level not, of stress you're there the you're not you know yeah. switched off or you might have had an argument or you might have like there might have been something that's happened before yeah. and then there's temperature then there's the environment the other customers there's so many factors yeah. into your great meal not that I'm ever going to feel too sorry for a, someone whose job it is to judge Michelin food but mm. it must be really hard to block all that shit out and go I've just be. got to judge the food I'm livid today or I've had a bad day or I've had a doctor's appointment or I've had a, but I'm just going to judge this food for what it is. Or, and, or, or I'm, I'm not feeling like really hungry. Or I'm excited. not hungry. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, I'm fucking not hungry today. Yeah. Like, I've had a stomach bug or, a, <laughs> and then there's, you've got to go, go judge the food. So many factors. Yeah. And I, I must've touched on it before, but we're all like, as a restaurant, you can get cane for so many things. And when, obviously you don't always know the customer's experience, but when you know mm. there's nothing gone wrong. Yeah surely sometimes that's going to come down to just things beyond our control yeah, their experience sure. on the day that projecting because we can't you cannot we do our best to try sometimes you can tell customers are a bit arsy when they come in i yeah. used to watch them and i was always on the meeting fish and i'd be like i'd say to the managers what's wrong with them like yeah. you see their face it's like right let's win them round yeah yeah most of the time you can sometimes yeah. you just can't but it's great that you're conscious of that because it's that is a game you're playing yeah. every night isn't it with the customers it's hard to appreciate how hard that is to make sure to give everyone that experience despite the fact that they might come in raging exactly and, and you might be the straw that breaks the camel's back exactly so they you're going to get all the flack yeah because they can because they you're they're paying you so they can pay you know they're sh- they can shout exactly and of what have you watched customers have arguments in the restaurant and not loud really? but you can tell and it's like tense oh, and like we've had sometimes one of them's gone off and oh, left the other no. one to pay and stuff no, and it's no. yeah, they're, they're things we can't do anything about but you've still got to approach it and be like what can we do to try and win this round yeah like if a bloke's got up and left the woman there and it's like Oh, fuck who's, me. who's paying for I this? I suppose like it's like it's a special place to come generally for the majority of people, isn't it? To a Michelin mm. star place, it's a once in every however long for for the majority. But it's also something you wouldn't then you couldn't put off because it's like say you've had a massive blowout argument. If you're just going to Pizza Express that night, you just go fucking cancel that. Yeah. Or is it? Oh, we're going to salt tonight. Get your fucking coat on. Like, yeah, oh yeah. god, it's, that I is. T- don't want them to charge us. We're going to go. <laughs> yeah. And that is a rent. Yeah, feel hard to ransom. True. Yeah. God, so many things to overcome. Yeah, but it's a great feeling when you do. When a customer is yeah. come in, they might be a bit short because 
every customer out there, if you're if you're not in the industry and you listen to this, if you've ever gone in a bit arsey, a bit shirty, and a bit rude with the staff straight off the bat, guarantee everybody knows. Really? Come straight to the kitchen. Anywhere good where the communication's right. Yeah. But straight I'd be hearing about guests and they'd be like, oh God, they're a wanker on that table. Really? I'm like, well, what's yeah. happened? Oh, they're just really rude. It's like, okay, they're not beds, but let's win them round. Yes. And it's yeah. amazing, the yeah. feeling when you win them round and they're like smiling, they've had a yeah. great meal. That's Can't great. win them all, but it does feel great. No, I didn't appreciate that. But yeah, of course. Yeah. Especially, yeah, in the best places, that communication's got to be there and you've got to be almost like as much a people person as knowledge of the menu. Exactly. And even sometimes it might be potentially our fault. Perhaps they've waited too long at the front because mm. the guys have been busy or something and they might have uh, get the hump quicker. And so, well, okay, well, again, got to win it round. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've done this. Let's, let's start on a bad foot. Let's win it back. We've got yeah, three nice. hours with these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. So good. Uh, right, top fives next week. Go on then. Um, a little bit of a twist, but I've got one. Okay. I want, because I think coming from you as well, it will be really fascinating to see what you say. I want the top five most overrated ingredients or dishes. Oh, So okay. like things yeah, that you yeah. think, do you know what, like, yeah, it's fine, but it gets way too much hype. Or it's, yeah. or, you know, we don't use that ever in our kitchen. Like yeah. it could be an ingredient or a dish, but top five most overrated. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Turn it on. A couple of little things that come to mind, yeah, but right. news, I know as soon as I start researching, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got top 20. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, that's next week. Um, send us your questions, your reviews, all those sorts of things at the nightcap underscore pod. Five-star rating reviews always help us get discovered. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. See you later. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.